The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our topic this week is good nutrition and cancer care. Why are we so afraid of this topic? Well, you know, I think because when, when you really delve into this discussion and really begin to embrace it, it requires some ownership and requires some, some sacrifice and some discipline of what we've been conditioned to think about how we eat, what we eat, and when we eat it. So it requires change. Yeah, we can't back away from it. Can no, we? we can't. And and it really puts us in a position that we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, what am I going to do about right. this? Well, we want to have a very non-threatening conversation about nutrition here today. We do. Uh, we have a very special guest because at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, nutrition is an important part of the care process, and we have a nutritionist joining us. Well, as we are learning and as we continue to grow and develop and how to really holistically approach most sicknesses and diseases, the cancer community has embraced and is embracing more and more the fact that nutrition potentially has impact upon cancer care, cancer outcomes, and in some cases, cancer prevention. Mm -hmm. As a part of our conversation today, we're going to make available a very special uh, resource to you. We'll say uh, more about that coming up in a few moments, but it's called The Road to Good Nutrition. I think everyone will want a copy of this, so stay tuned for those details coming up on today's program. Scripture guides us, and you have a spiritual nugget for us. And so our guide for today, our spiritual nugget, is found in 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, verses 19 and 20. And again, hold on to your seats, because it's going to challenge you. Okay. 19 tells us, verse 19, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God, and that you are not your own, verse 20, but you were bought at a price, therefore Honor God, not only with your spirit, but with your body. You think Paul was talking about nutrition there? I think Paul had a lot of different things incorporated in his message here. But what is applicable with regard to this salutation and this greeting is understanding the fact that if we have something to say about what happens to us from a physical perspective and nutrition plays a part in that, we must embrace that school of thought that our bodies do not belong to us. They belong to God. Yeah. Percy, you have these colleagues who work with you who are nutritionists. Nutritionist, is that intimidating at all for you? Not necessarily intimidating. For me, what it certainly was, it was enlightening. I will say that. That's I, a good word. Yeah, I was enlightened. And, and again, you know, I, I'm a person who's a life learner. Paul prayed a prayer, said that we would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. Well, if I could, you know, just summarize what that means in some layman's terms, it's just simply learning more, having greater insight to things that we didn't have insight to before. And so with that, uh, working with nutritionists gave me great insight of the subject uh, about nutrition that I just did not have or understand from a layman's perspective that in some ways certainly did challenge me, but in other ways helped to empower me and helped me to understand some of the dynamics that can be empowering for cancer patients as well. I think we'll all grow in wisdom as we listen carefully today. Our guest is coming up with us in just a moment. You are invited to stay tuned and invited to download The Road to Good Nutrition. Details about that coming up on today's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Welcome back to this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Listen carefully to our interview coming up. Uh, Percy has a guest who's joining us here because afterwards we'll tell you about the Road to Good Nutrition, a free download available from our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, with me today is Aaron Smucker, who is a registered oncology dietitian at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. It's so good to have you with us today, Aaron. Thank you. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you have an interesting job. You get to talk about eating and food and dietary practices. And of course, in the current culture today, that's all that we hear in the marketplace is about eating healthy and diets and things around nutrition. Uh, first and foremost, uh, how did you become a dietitian? Why did you become a dietitian? So my background in nutrition really started uh, from athletics, playing sports all my life and um, continuing that into college and, um, you know, just how it impacted my performance on the field. And then also just seeing my father uh, being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and just kind of carried on um, into my interest, uh, especially uh, encouraging me towards more towards the clinical side of nutrition. So that's really what got me started in nutrition. It's interesting when I was listening to you, what the thought that popped into my head is uh, from an athletic perspective, from a performance perspective, from a clinical perspective, is the buzz around talking about nutrition is that is that an authentic conversation? Is that actually powerfully true? And because people talk about fat diets and, you know, commercialization of this power bar, this drink, is this a relative and necessary conversation? Is there something that we really need to address about nutrition support? Yeah, um, nutrition across all sectors of the population, you know, and athletes and uh, children and, uh, you know, adults and uh, all stages of life, elderly, uh, nutrition is so important and uh, accurate evidence-based nutrition information is really important. So, um, you know, we hear about nutrition everywhere from, but all the time, it's not always going to be from accredited source. So what we do, um, you know, part of my job is to also kind of gear individuals towards the more uh, accurate and evidence-based information and um, kind of giving, getting them a little you know, having them uh, have a clear and open mind um, when they see nutrition information broadcasted by the media or, you know, elsewhere that might not be from someone in that's considered an expert in the field, such as a dietitian. So we always want individuals to not 
kind of see fat diets and um, maybe look the other way or just kind of make sure that it's from an expert in the field, such as a dietitian. Because yeah, nutrition information is everywhere, but we really want individuals to be uh, not jumping on those per se, because they're not going to be necessarily okay for in an every individual. So well, we- I would, and I would certainly think even with respect specifically to the cancer population, you have very unique dynamics as I understand them with regard to nutrition and things that, that, that may or may not make sense from a cancer perspective and particularly with regard to the specific type of cancer that they may have. But key to what you've just stated is the fact that you have registered on the, on your title. That means something. What does it mean to be registered? Obviously you, there's a, a licensing process, a schooling process. Again, everybody's talking about diet today. So let's, let's sift through what we should be listening to and what we should, should not be listening to. Yeah. So you want to look for someone yeah, with the RD, LD behind their name. RD means that they're registered, a registered dietitian, meaning that they have been through a four-year program and then have, um, so after you get your bachelor's in a, an accredited dietetic program, you then have to be, uh, go into a fifth-year program, ah. which is the accredited internship. It's not an internship where you can just, you know, go into make money off of. It's actually typically attached to like a graduate program, um, but you don't necessarily get your graduate degree. You only get your graduate degree um, on top of becoming RD eligible to sit for the registration exam um, if it's through a coordinated accredited program. Other fifth year programs will just let you sit for the RD exam. So at the end of your four year um, program, you have to go into a fifth year program and then sit for the RD exam after the end of that year. So that's what you're looking for. Um, We only go into, you know, chemistry, biology, uh, human metabolism. That's our background. So we know all about nutrition we've spent five or more years in learning about it so okay that's what makes us considered the experts in the field (laughs) okay so with that being said then that's an important distinction let's talk about then uh, understanding what uh, a dietitian's background should be and training and etc cancer cancer population why is the conversation uh, of nutrition nutrition support why is this important to the so important to the cancer population? How does nutrition theoretically impact cancer care and treatment? So there's a lot of different types of cancers and nutrition does vary depending on the type of cancer. Okay. Um, so we follow the, um, a set of guidelines. Um, they are, you know, for normal health, but when we go into different cancers such as GI cancers or head and neck cancers that requires, um, you know, those individuals are at a higher risk for malnutrition, um, depending on what treatment they're receiving, they sometimes lose the ability to eat by mouth. So we have to, you know, step in and offer a thing called nutrition support, which involves different routes of feeding. Cancer patients are are challenged, in some cases compromised nutritionally. Mm -hmm. To be able to have nutritional support, someone who is properly trained with the licensure that you've just mentioned, and to have that part of their cancer care program and have it integrated with their oncologist and and all of the other evidence-based uh, treatments that they're receiving, how important is it to have that coordinated and, and have that coordination with, with a treating oncologist? 
It's really important. Um, you know, if we don't know the plan going in, if we don't know the treatments, we don't know the side effects. And then we, by knowing all of that and coordinating with a medical oncologist, we can um, give better nutrition advice. We can also kind of uh, gear the patient more um, or the individual more so as to what to expect and um, what to provide them with educationally wise mm-hmm. um, and following them too, um, you know, different things can change so fast, um, especially with treatment changes. And you know, the longer a patient goes, the longer an individual goes receiving care um, from a medical oncologist, also means that things are changing nutritionally. Okay, uh, we're speaking to primarily a faith-based audience and and individuals who belong to local churches and good local churches and the history of of a good local church is we love to eat and feed each other. We love to fellowship around food. In many cases, what traditionally happens, you know, if you're part of a fellowship in a church is that people will bring meals to cancer patients because obviously they may be tired, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Let's talk about understanding the fact that all things food-related are not necessarily appropriate or good for a cancer patient, depending on their condition, depending on what type of treatment they're receiving. How important is it to really understand the nuances of what we should be eating and preparing for people? Yeah, and I think that tradition is awesome and so great. Um, uh, but I would just probably just ask, you know, if you're bringing a meal to a family, I would just ask, you know, maybe is there any dietary restrictions? Did their dietitian or medical oncologist uh, advise them to not have certain foods um, because they're having a specific symptom or they're, you know, have textural issues or need to be following a specific consistency with their foods so they're able to tolerate whatever you're, you know, very... Uh, nicely and uh, gracefully giving them. So I would just probably check with the individual in order because it, it just, it's varies so much. <laughs> well, and I even think about it from the perspective because what's becoming common practice now in many local restaurants is that you will have people that will ask you, do you have, you know, dietary restrictions or needs or specifics? And there's a different menu, you mm-hmm. know, gluten-free and that sort of thing. So being able to have that type of awareness as a, a social community and before we just assume to give somebody something, even though the intent is fantastic, we really need to maybe ask a couple of other probing questions of restrictions and limitations from a dietary perspective before we bring that third casserole to, to someone to support mm-hmm. them is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, it's always nice to check with that person. So, and this segues me into the fact that uh, I've worked obviously with the faith community a lot over the last many years with regard to cancer. And one of the common questions that I'm asked is, can you provide us more information about nutrition? Uh, Organized churches and people of faith love to have conversation and talk about understanding nutrition and what What can we do better from a nutritional perspective? Give us a sense of maybe two or three very important things from a nutritional perspective that is important to understand from a cancer care perspective. From a cancer care perspective, I mean, general guidelines would be, you know, following the American Institute for Cancer Research, uh, nutrition guidelines. That set of guidelines is really as far as cancer prevention, that's really what we encourage. And when we go speak at community-based um, functions or community churches, that's what we mainly talk about, unless it's, of course, you know, a specific cancer awareness event that we're 
speaking more towards a specific rather than general cancer population, we'll hit upon those those guidelines. And then, of course, yeah, just different factors, other factors that play into cancer risk uh, we might hit upon too, such as lifestyle, things like exercise. Because okay. um, exercise and dietary... Uh, things go hand in hand. And uh, when we're talking about cancer uh, prevention, they really are two, two very key things. That being said, you've worked with cancer patients. Uh, you're, you're helping them with their nutrition. You're educating them. You're supporting them. I would have to imagine that you've had some experiences of stories that you've seen with patients who have really benefited from this type of really uh, organized, uh, highly educated, highly ethical approach to supporting cancer patients. Do you have a story that stands out in particular of, of, of a patient that you've worked with that you've seen good things happen as a result of helping them nutritionally? Yeah. Um, I have a patient that, you know, um, definitely, uh, benefited from nutrition support. Uh, there was a, you know, the individual was having uh, trouble um, with eating traditionally, like we think, you okay. know, by mouth. Sure. The treatment was really intensely uh, inhibiting uh, that person's ability to eat. And um, nutrition support, when you have the individual to work with individuals that have to have that um, route of nutrition, um, you know, they have to have a procedure where, you know, maybe a tube is placed. Um, it's not for a long term. It's a lot of times just for a short period of their life. But, um, you know, I had the ability to track someone and um, see how they w- weren't at a very good place nutritionally. And then that little short period went by and the, the, that route of feeding was able to help them, um, immensely. And they were able to have it removed a few months later. So, um, and you know, they're symptom free and everything's going great with the specific, you know, cancer. It was just that little, that little, um, hump that they needed to get over just from the nutritional standpoint while they were receiving treatment. So it's always awesome working with nutrition support patients, um, that have to go through that because it's, it's awesome seeing them, um, get over that little period. Well, it sounds like that clearly you, what you do and the role of what you do is important. And we need you on the front lines working with cancer patients. Thank you. This is Aaron Smucker, a registered oncology dietitian at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. God bless you and the work that you do. Thank you. You too. And as a follow-up to this terrific conversation, how about downloading a free copy of The Road to Good Nutrition? It's available right now on our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll be back to talk more about nutrition and cancer care coming up on today's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. This program is called Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Glad to have you tuned in. I'm Wayne Shepherd, back with Percy McRae. I don't know if you can hear me laughing when you were talking with Aaron about the church culture of potlucks and uh, all. You know, that was me growing up. Well, again, it's it's so much organically what the church community has done, continues to do. We love to fellowship and love up on each other around food. Good intentions. Good intentions, but not necessarily with with the best outcomes as we understand at the end of the day. And one of the things that uh, Aaron brought to our attention that I think is really noteworthy is because now we understand better the science of cancer in many ways, that everything that that we think may be good for people to eat may not necessarily be good for them and the particular type of cancer that they have or the type of treatment they're receiving. But even more so than that, the types of foods that they may not even be able to stomach or digest. Right. Uh, and I have a great story, Wayne, that'll help epitomize this school of thought. There was a pastor that I knew way back when, and uh, uh, his wife had cancer. And, and so the church members flooded he and his family with meals and casseroles on a regular basis. And so much of the food that they would give them, they actually could not consume oh. or she couldn't eat. So they didn't want to hurt the feelings of the members of the church. So they, they bought a big trash can and named it 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 and so every time someone would ask them you know how was that meal or that casserole that, that we gave you and if they had to throw it away he said you know it really hit the spot oh, and so are you kidding me? so and that was his way of trying to be very diplomatic to yeah, say that you don't want to hurt feelings that's exactly right sure. because at the end of the day the, the intentions as you've just stated are, are pure and good yeah but not understanding underneath that uh, cancer patients have restricted diets. Uh, they have restricted things that they can and cannot consume. And then there are things that they simply, by the sheer smell, cannot even withstand. So they can't take it. So how do we proceed? I mean, food is necessary, right? Food is a necessary thing. So here's another new element of understanding that we're implementing with this conversation, with this program, with the Our Journey of Hope program. And that is first ask, are there any restrictions of your diet? Just simply ask the person and they'll tell you what they can and cannot eat and what they will and will not eat and allow them to, to give you the guidelines so that you're you're giving them what they want, what they desire, and most importantly, what they can consume because they are probably working with some element of a dietary restriction either by their physician or by their dietitian or by the sheer fact that there are just some things that they cannot consume and tolerate. Yeah. Also in the conversation with Aaron, you touched on this, but I think it's important for us to emphasize that good nutrition is important, vitally important. It's part of the whole when it comes to cancer treatment. It is. It's not an isolated, standalone dynamic, and this really is an important uh, distinction. I've had patients over the years for many different reasons, and my own personal uh, humble opinion in some cases just because of fear of the perception of some of the other more conventional treatments, people would say that they would opt out of that. And I'm just going to fight my cancer strictly from a nutritional front perspective. We want to be very clear. Nutritional support is part of the whole person, Mm -hmm. holistic package of integrative care that goes along with good 
evidence-based medicine and evidence-informed therapies such as nutrition, naturopathic medicine, spiritual support, chiropractic medicine, and those sorts of things. But we and I am not endorsing personally, nor do we as an organization endorse the fact that any one of those things by themselves, in and of themselves, theoretically will bring about an effect of health, a healing, or a cure for cancer. It's in combination with and in orchestration of, of a balance of all things that will work potentially for the good of that person. And that needs to be orchestrated and needs to be uh, communicated through uh, your practicing physician and doctor. And you need to make sure that you are in concert with that individual to do that. We have just a moment left. Take us back to 1 Corinthians 6 again. This scripture, again, helps to put everything in perspective for us because it helps us to know that our bodies were do not belong to us and that, that they were bought with a price. And so the scripture tells us at the end of the day, do you not know, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, do you not know that your body, not your spirit, but your body, the physical body that we have, are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own or your body is not yours, is really what the scripture says in verse 20. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Today, we want to encourage everyone to embrace the idea of good nutritional support, learn, understand, and practice good nutritional uh, habits that will enhance your overall health. It is not just good for you physically, but it is a spiritual mandate by God. Amen. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. See you next week. I'll be right here. And again, don't you be late, my friend. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.